Soaring in from high above Eastern Michigan University, it's the Eastern Insider Podcast with your host, Greg Steiner and Alex Jewell. Sit back, put your trade tables in their upright and locked positions and get ready for takeoff. The Eastern Insider is about to hit the air as we are jetting away to multiple places this week. Alex and I about ready to hit the air for NIU. And then we also have plane flights heading a little further south to Jamaica. More importantly, a busy, busy week. Well, it's uh, the Eastern Insider back at it again. It's a great week. All things Eastern Athletics. You, Greg, of course, you said that we're going to head to DeKalb here shortly. DeKalb, Illinois, of course, just a riveting, riveting city. I know that uh, you've spent plenty of good nights there, although none in a winning fashion. We're trying to pick that up for the first time since 2007 on the football field. And then, of course, like you said, the men's basketball team heading down to Jamaica. I have to say I'm a little jealous about that trip, but nonetheless, we get some midweek action first. We do. Midweek action comes up Tuesday night. The Eagles will hit the airways of ESPN2 as they get to battle the Huskies of Northern Illinois. Uh, bowl implications in high priority in this contest. Eastern with a win becomes bowl eligible uh, for the third time in the last four seasons. Meanwhile, for NIU, a bowl a victory still in their grass, but they have to win out. They have to beat Eastern and then have to beat Western Michigan to see their chances continue. Uh, so an important battle Tuesday night in DeKalb. And as you mentioned, Alex, 2007, a very long time. I was not on that trip. So NIU... <laughs> Uh, one of the two venues I have not tasted a victory in still there and the glass bowl. We nearly had one earlier this year at the glass bowl, but uh, for head coach, Chris Creighton, we'll hear from him later in this podcast and uh, get his th- thoughts on heading to NIU. Plus the emotional moment. It will be for him to watch his assistant coach, James Patton, take on his son who plays for Northern Illinois. Yeah. Braden Patton having a great season. He's a, uh, player for them on the offensive line. He's going to start at center this week for the second straight week. I know that uh, hopefully we're going to have coach Patton on uh, coming up soon and he'll be able to tell us about his emotions once he's had a little bit of time to, to settle down, hopefully celebrate uh, a, a bowl clinching victory for his team here at Eastern. But of course, if that were to happen and, and we were as Eastern able to eliminate and I use bowl chances, I'm sure that'd be kind of a catch 22 for him and, and be pretty emotional uh, to see his, son's season virtually end uh, in that fashion too although i'm not gonna lie i feel like if it was my dad coaching uh, against me in football he'd be pretty excited to uh to crush my dreams so maybe coach Patton is is excited for that we're gonna have to hear from him uh coming up on the show hopefully next week we'll be able to, to rein him in and like you said for coach creighton similar to you has never won uh, at Northern Illinois, has never beat Illinois, uh, Northern Illinois in his time here. And it's an interesting fact, Greg, because that's the last team on his uh, checklist in the MAC. He's beaten all 11 opponents, of course, minus uh, Northern Illinois. So this was a big one for him, too. I know personally, I know he talked about that with you a little bit uh, in your interview coming up. He did. One guy that got a check mark 
in his category. That was Rob Murphy, the head basketball coach at Eastern Michigan. His team goes on the road and wins at North Texas. They come away. Victor Murphy had previously been over the state of Texas in their previous trip. So congratulations to the men's basketball team. They get that. They are now 4-0 and on the year and a chance this week as they will head to Jamaica, as Alex said, the Jersey Mike's Classic. They will take on UMBC, the Retrievers, coming up on Friday. That's a 2 p.m. Eastern start. Uh, you can catch it on CBS Sports Network, and then they'll play again on Sunday against North Carolina A&T. That's a straight-up noon start on November 24th for them. But basketball closer to home. Uh, the women went on the road, had a, a lead that they were not able to hold on to at Youngstown State this week. They get two chances and cracks at it on their home floor. They'll get the Red Hawks of Southeast Missouri State on Tuesday night. That one going on at the same time EMU football plays. So come over the Convocation Center, 7 o'clock start, and then another chance on noon as the Salukis, one of the best mascot names in the country of Southern Illinois, come to town for a noon tip-off on Saturday. I don't know that it's one of the best mascot names, in my opinion. Any dog mascot is okay in my book. The dog mascot is good. I'll tell you what, though. I mean, of course, men's basketball at North Texas last week. The Mean Green, that's pretty good. Although, the way we played uh, in their home court, maybe we should have taken that name home with us, of course. Rob Murphy's squad. Uh, It could be the Banana Slugs, too. That was was outs in in, uh, California. You could be them. Well, hey, I listen, one day we're going to have to do a uh, a mascot edition of the Eastern Insider podcast. I'm interested to see out of all, maybe we'll just contain it to FBS teams. I wonder how many of those you can name uh, off the top of your head. I think I could get probably, I think I'd get over 115. Well, I could name all 130 of the FBS playing schools, I don't but know if you can. oh, well, we'll, we'll try. See. Well, we'll try. Right. And then you get an opportunity to catch up with Scott Hall. His team fell in the championship game of the MAC Women's Soccer Championship to Bowling Green. The Falcons went on and gave Michigan a scare as they could handle uh, over the weekend in the NCAA championship. But you get a chance to sit with Scott and talk about the season that was. Yeah, I talked to Scott today and he really has a great outlook on, on how the season finished up. And then, of course, the expectations going future for in going into the future for his group. Greg, I think you and Scott are two of the longest tenured employees in this department. He's uh quickly turning the page to a quarter century here at Eastern Michigan. I reminded him of that today. He was uh, not too happy with me when I said it, but Hey, listen, both of you, you don't look a day over 21. So, you know, you should don't, uh, don't take it too personally, Scott, but yeah, Scott and I talked and he uh, he's really proud of his team, the way they finished up. And of course we are too, it was a great run to the Mac tournament final. And, you know, they had to beat uh, the seventh best team in all of the region in ball state, the two seed in the tournament. And of course, they took uh, Bowling Green, the one seed, right down to a shootout where, unfortunately, it uh, they fell. But Scott's always great to talk to. He's got a great outlook. And I think there's some exciting things coming for Eastern Soccer in the future. And he talks a little bit about it in this podcast, and including a new leadership series that he's going to be starting with some of his former uh, players and, and different alumni from the university. So really excited to hear about that. We had a chance to spend over an hour with Scott last uh, Friday when he was in the office. I'm more intrigued for the upcoming book series, the all access edition that Scott Hall could provide 20 plus years of of stories. It it would be a good read. I'll tell you what, everybody in this department's just pumping out books nowadays. Of course, Coach Murphy released his just prior to their season. Scott and I, uh, yeah, we, uh, of course, we were talking a little bit about the potential of his book. I think it could be really interesting. 
offered to write the foreword. I don't know if he's going to take me up on that, but between you, Scott, and some other people around this department, Iris, I think, you know, she could chime in. She sees uh, the hallways at night when, when nobody's here. Of course, she's our fantastic custodian here in the building. I think between you, me, Scott, and Iris, we could write a heck of a book. I think it'd be a bestseller. It would be, especially knowing much like uh, we are about to to be stuck on an airplane for a few hours. So uh, catch the next upcoming series of books and also download these podcasts the next time you're about to hit the airwaves and fly away too. more in store on the Eastern Insider podcast after this quick timeout. Alongside EMU head coach Chris Creighton, Greg Steiner, as we get you prepared for another midweek game coming up. But first, we take a peek back at the week that was. Akron on the road on a Tuesday night, a snowy Tuesday night. Uh, and Eastern rolls onto a 42-14 victory over the Zips. Uh, impressive what your team was able to do. A lot of people have talked about getting that running game going, and you guys made a statement on the ground against the Zips. Yeah, we did. We, f- we felt good uh, about our plan, you know, to both run it and throw it. Uh, and the guys ended up executing. Uh, we felt really good about how how we executed on Tuesday night. Check Van, uh, four touchdowns, most in a contest since Bronson Hill had four back in 2012 uh having him back on the field is a great luxury to to be able to have a guy that's in top 10 all time in rushing uh but a lot of people continue to talk about his fight what have you seen down the stretch that's maybe more impressive as of late from Shaq yeah I think Shaq is doing an outstanding job right now of being a senior leader you know he's a three-time captain he's the only person in my 23-year history coaching college or being a head coach college football has been a three-time captain and uh and I just I think more so now than than any other time in his career uh he's really he's so locked in and is so into it that, you know, he's, he's leading. Um, everybody talks about leading by example and whatnot. And that's, that's what's happening with Shaq and he'll use words. Um, but he's just so locked in right now, wants it so bad and has, has invested so much and realizes that and realizes that it's almost over. And so I just see him as someone who's taken advantage of every moment. Um, and you can't help, but be affected by that you know, as a teammate or as a coach on the staff. We've talked so much the last few weeks and especially after the game at uh, Akron on Tuesday night, playing complimentary football, offense puts points on the board, defense able to do their job, keeping points off the board. Uh, Neil Nethery's crew has gotten uh, maybe some, some pieces that they've, they've had to move around, especially in the defensive line, but one of their better performances of the year. Well, it started with a D, you know, so, um, uh, we kicked off and, and, uh, we, they moved the ball, but we prevented them from scoring, got the ball back, moved it, and then fumbled the punt and uh, we kept them out again. And so it, uh, it wasn't that we scored 14 or 21 points first. Um, you know, the complimentary football started, uh, started right off the bat, um, with our D, um, especially, you know, when we gave him the ball on our side of the 50 with the, with the, 
fumbled punt. So uh, defense bent, you know, at times, but but didn't break. And, you know, we got the ball thrown over our head for a really long one. And then they scored another one really late. Um, so, and, you know, and they, he's a good quarterback. I mean, they completed mm-hmm. some passes and, um, you know, moved the ball at times, but, uh, but our defense had a, had a good day. Uh, our program had a good day and, and, uh, you're right. You know, our, our defensive line has been banged up. We've got guys, um, stepping up and stepping in and, and rotating and, and, and all of that, uh, and, but the fight is there and, um, you know, we're, uh, we're ready to play some of our best football here in the month of November. One of the other luxuries you had was the ability to, to get some guys in, in a situation where the game was, was in Eastern's control. Alex Howie gets a chance to play that Abram, a chance to, to have significant time out on the field in situations like that. Those games are also helpful for those second string guys to get ready to become first string guys, right? No doubt. We sure haven't had, you know, a ton of those opportunities. Um, And uh, so, you know, we did. Some guys played um, college football for the first time you know, on Tuesday night. And, um, it wasn't as long as any of us would have, would have liked, but, um, there's guys who've played some who got to play more and then some guys who've never played, who got to play. And, um, that's a big moment, you know, and you could tell in the locker room afterwards, even if it was just a, you know, a, a number of player plays, um, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. And so we're, we're, we're proud of all those guys and proud of, proud of the program for, you know, being able to make that happen. Speaking of big deals, the, this week's contest at NIU, an opportunity to, to get to six wins, and everybody knows what follows after that. But one of the other checkboxes that still remains unchecked is a victory in your career over NIU, the last of the 11 uh, MAC teams that you don't have a victory over for. Thinking back to the last three years, going to overtime, each of the last three, uh, what kind of sticks out at you when you think of NIU? Well, you know, honestly, um, I, I think of Coach Novak. Um, when I first got here that first spring, he was gracious enough to have a, a really long uh, phone conversation with me, several. Um, and then we uh, communicated, you know, via pen and paper as well. And I just think that the job that he did at Northern Illinois, that there's probably you can count on one hand, um, I don't want to over-exaggerate, but, you know, in my lifetime, the history of college football, um, who has taken something that was perennially down and changed it to successful and sustained success. He and, he and Bill Snyder really may be the two that stand out, right? Yeah, uh, they're, they're, they're top one and two. Yeah. Yep. No question. And, and uh, so I, I do, I think of coach Novak and I, I think of him telling me about, I don't, I'm not going to get these numbers exactly right, but I think in his first three years, I think he had 36 losses and it was halfway through his fourth year that they started to win some games. And, you know, um, and that, that was a few years ago now. And, and actually several staffs have, have come and gone, but you know, that program and, and I, you know, better than I, but in the last, whatever it is, 15, you know, 20 years is probably the winningest program, you know, in the mid America conference. And, um, so I, I think of that. Um, and then I also think my, our first year in, in 2014, um, you know, we weren't a very good football team, but we had those guys here at home and, and had a chance to win. Um, and then uh, my second year in 2015, uh, they got up on us. We came back, but never really got close enough. And then the last three, uh, like you mentioned, have gone to overtime 
and we lost. In 16, we we're up 21 nothing at halftime. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the year that we went to the Bahamas and all that. But, uh, you know, we um, we let that thing get to overtime and, and then lost. And, um, and then uh, two years ago, uh, we were up again. Um, in the fourth quarter, they, they blocked a punt and had a, had a double move to their tight end, had a, had a big play. And, um, we came down the field at the end to, to kick a field goal, to take it to overtime. And, and then we lost in overtime. Um, and then last year, you know, in overtime, we had a chance to win, uh, on a field goal and missed it and then lost, um, in the, uh, in the, in the second overtime. So, I mean, you're talking about gut wrenching, incredibly painful, losses. Um, and like you said, it's the one team that, uh, you know, the program hasn't beat in the last five and a half years. And so, um, there's a reason for that. I mean, they're, they're, they're really good. Uh, it's a real proud program and, um, but, uh, you know, it's one that, um, you know, we got to get over the hump and get speaking of proud moments, one of the, the interesting moments and how you'll, you'll get to handle it will be coach Patton, seeing his son go out on the field for NIU. I know you haven't got to to do the same with, with your son yet, but what kind of moment is it going to be like for him? Do you expect to, to be on the opposing sidelines, seeing his son go out there to be the starting center? Well, that, that's a, that's a conversation that probably needs to happen for, for people to, to listen to if he, if he chooses to, to talk about that, um, you know, being in the Mac, uh, you know, we've gotten to see Braden play, um, nearly every game, just be, especially this mm-hmm. week, um, you know, as, as, uh, you know, our O and D are, are, are watching Northern Illinois. And so, you know, throughout, the season he's been able to see him play that way. And then during our bye, he got to see him play. And, um, so that that's been good. Got to be a dad, you know, and, and see his son play and being a college coach and not being in the league, you know, it's been, um, it's been tougher. Um, and so, you know, in a weird way, uh, it's been pretty neat. I think, uh, I hope so. And, um, yeah, I have no idea what those emotions will be like, um, you know, for him, uh, I know that, uh, um, for, you know, the, the Patton family, <laughs> um, you know, there'll be, uh, there'll be some red and black, I'm sure, but, uh, you know, hopefully at least maybe a green undershirt or something like that on there somewhere. So, um, but, uh, kind of a, kind of a neat deal. And, um, I know the, the Patton family is going to win either way. Coach, appreciate your time as always. It'll be the Eagles and the Huskies under the bright lights of Maction on ESPN2. Get you to move up to the big leagues with ESPN2. First time since 2011, Eastern has graced that stage. So it should be fun. Sounds good to me. We'll, we'll be ready. Thanks, Coach. Appreciate your time. More on the Eastern Insider after this. Looking for a ride? Trinity Transportation has the vehicle for you. From luxurious motor coaches to cozy sedans, Trinity Transportation is prepared to take you to your destination. Check out their fleet of vehicles at trinitytransportation.com or call 877-284-4200 to book today. That's trinitytransportation.com or 877-284-4200. Trinity Transportation, the official transportation provider of Eastern Michigan Athletics.
Welcome back to the Eastern Insider Podcast. I'm joined now by a man who not many people have been here longer than. It's Coach Scott Hall, the head coach of the EMU women's soccer team, and he's just completed yet another season, a good season, as the team makes a run all the way to the Mid-American Conference Tournament Championship game. Coach, you've had a little bit of time now to sit back and reflect on the season that was. I know that the regular season, there were some ups and downs that you weren't happy with, but of course your team battles and puts together a fantastic run in the tournament. Now that you've had a little bit of time to reflect on it, what are your overall thoughts? Well, I'm extremely happy with the commitment that this team put in probably the last seven, eight games. Um, again, we, we didn't start the way we wanted to start. Um, we had some hiccups along through the season and, and to really see them make this, uh, make this season theirs, make this team theirs, um, was incredibly rewarding to see, especially with the push to the end. Um, you know, the quarterfinals, we beat the seventh team in the region in ball state, um, fantastic win there, a fantastic win over Ohio five, two, and then getting to that final and getting our shot again at BG after a tough loss at home. Well, let's talk a little bit about that BG game. I know it's not, uh, necessarily the best of memories, but of course, I know it's kind of a catch 22 because you're happy to be there and, and your team played fantastic. Of course you go through the whole regulation, two overtime periods, then the game goes to a shootout. And of course you uh, drop it there, but what's going through your head when as a coach, you're watching your team battle for, for so long in a game. I mean, they're out there for over two hours at that point and then just continue to plug away at probably the best team in the conference. I mean, is that you've just, what's the level of, of being proud, but also saying, Hey, we have a chance to win this game. The nice part about going into that, I think we all believed we could win the game. I think again, we, we lost to BG here at home. Um, and what was a tough game last 15 seconds. And then they, they get us in overtime. So I, I felt like we were confident going into the game. We knew how we wanted to play. Um, again, our execution, our focus was amazing. I mean, again, we asked them to play a certain way to be patient. They did that. I mean, every player was ready and focused, including the bench. I mean, it was, it was, uh, one of those, the sun came out, um, kind of moments where you just thought this is our day. And even going into the shootout, um, I mean, Chelsea, our goalkeeper, uh, had saved a PK against Ohio. Um, she's very good in practice and saving PKs. So again, we felt like, Hey, if you can make one save where we can make the rest. Um, unfortunately, like I said, it's, shootouts it's it's a cruel cruel game you can do everything right um and still not get that win and um again impressed with chelsea making two saves um it's just it, it's incredible season yeah talk about chelsea because she's somebody that wasn't in the starting lineup the whole season but really worked her way into that lineup and i know that you've often said that you want a goalkeeper that makes the saves she's supposed to make and makes a couple of saves a game that she's not supposed to make. She certainly did that for you down the stretch. I mean, it seemed like uh, in the Ball State game, for example, there was three or four that were that were just electric saves. What what did you see out of her and and in progression this year that makes you excited for the future? Well, what's nice uh, again, Chelsea. I mean, it's been a rough road for her. I mean, she sat behind two other goalkeepers um and at the start of the season she was probably in the third position um she fought back she stayed positive um again she started to lean on her teammates a little bit more um the things that we asked of her again to try to make a better connection with the back four her defenders she did 
Um, so again, it, it's one of those stories where you like to see, I mean, she's following things that you've asked her to do. Um, and it paid off. I mean, the trust they had in her towards the end of the season was amazing. Um, so again, it's, it's fun to see, uh, when players realize, you know, you can always lead them to water, but you can't always make them drink. And I think she's, she's found that kind of secret, um, serum to kind of get things going. So again, she's got some work to do in the off season to take it up another notch. I think she has another level to get to. Um, so we're excited about that. We're excited to see what she can do for the next couple of years. It was fun for me to watch the kind of the tournament run in both the girls and their reactions, the coach, uh, you and, and Joe, obviously your reactions, but then it seemed like the, the parents and the fans were fantastic throughout as well. And I know at the championship game certainly provided some fireworks for you there. Um, when you think about the run as a whole for you as a coach, what's, what's the best part of watching that and, and watching that unfold and what's the most gratifying? Well, it's funny because, um, Joe and I, uh, my assistant Joe and I talked about it ahead of time. Um, as we got into it, we had this feeling that we could make a good run through it. Um, and one of the things that we talked about, I mean, both of us, unfortunately we've been through another one where we lost to Toledo in the finals. Um, and then in 99, obviously I won one, uh, in the same fashion in a shootout. So, um, we've been through this a couple of times, but again, it, it, sometimes you don't just kind of stop and smell the flowers and enjoy it a little bit. Um, one of the things that we really, we really focused on is after those wins at ball state, after the win in Ohio, we took that evening and really enjoyed it with the team, um, and kind of smelled the roses and, and enjoyed kind of the run. And I think that helped us kind of continue to move on. So, uh, sometimes I think as we get older, maybe we get a little bit smarter. We do things a little bit different. Um, uh, again, hopefully, the, the hard lessons that we have to learn in, in, in that final is, you know, what are some of the things if we want to get back to that game, what are some things that I can do differently, um, within the season? And, and as a coaching staff, we're going to work hard at that. And hopefully we can get our, um, our players to also kind of take a look at that too. You've got a lot of returners next year that I know will be hungry to hopefully capture a regular season crown and a tournament crown, but you're also going to lose some some key pieces from this year and maybe none more than Kristen Nason, who well now Kristen Hullerberger, but who who spent six years as a part of your program. And it, it's really interesting, I know, for you, because not only have you seen her develop as a player, but she comes in uh, and she then progresses in a relationship. You see her get married. What's it been like for for you to have someone like that on your team? And what's your relationship like with her? And, and how much are you going to miss her on the field? Well, I mean, we'll miss her, you know, personally, too. I mean, she's been with us for six years. I mean, that's a that's a pretty good friendship. Um, and again, I think Kristen's been the captain for a couple of years, too. So she sat in on a lot of the individual meetings, the team meetings, the leadership meetings. So, I mean, there's a lot that goes into that. And, and when you spend that amount of time with people, I mean, I'm super excited for her to make this next chapter of her life. I know she's excited to get to that. Um, the nice part is, is in that six year, she gave us everything she could, um, you know, when the light switch had to go on against Ohio four goals, I mean, that's a record, uh, in the Mac with, with goals. So, I mean, she's a great, great, great human being, great family. Um, so I mean, the six years flew by, um, as much as I'd like to say, um, it's easy. There's been some hard times within that. And again, the amount she's grown up and the excitement I have for her to see what the next, what she does next. It'll be awesome.
Well, I don't mean to date you, but you've been here for now almost a quarter century, which is hard to believe. There's not many people in the department that can say that. Of course, you don't look a day over 21, Scott. So <laughs> for those that can't see him, look him up on the website. You won't, you'll be shocked at how young he is. But Scott, when you think about your time here and, and a team that put together a run like this, do you, do you as a coach have a list of maybe the four or five best teams that you've had in terms of what's been best for you or as a coach, is there something truly special about every team and, and every team's run? Yeah, I think it's every team's a little different. Again, uh, this team we had very high expectations for in the beginning. And I mean, every year they learn every year coaching staff learns. I mean, it's not easy to win um, and to find what that magic is to, to win uh, it, it, it's, it's never, I mean, you, you need talent to win, but you also need everyone to be clicking on the same page. And, uh, so again, every team's a little bit different. Every group's a little bit different. Um, this group has been enjoyable in the fact that it, it's a double-edged sword. This group's enjoyable because they're all just great kids. I mean, one through 26, um, I can't say, I don't have a good relationship with any or I don't have a bad relationship with any out of the 26. They all have kind of a special something that they bring to the team. And I think getting them to realize what that is and how they can enhance that will make this team even better. Um, I can't believe it has been that long here. I mean, it really is special. I start to see it now with uh, some of the, getting back some of the alumni and, and seeing what they're doing now. Um, we're going to start a new leadership speaking series with the alumni. We're going to start bringing them back, you know, six to eight of them a year and have them kind of bring in some of their, what they're doing now and how they got there. So um, I think we've got a lot of exciting things still to come. I'm, I'm not outdated yet. Uh, we got some new things coming our way. So Joe and I'll try to, to get it going again here and see what we can do in the spring. We got to, tough spring schedule coming up with Michigan, Michigan state on the, on the docket. And then we'll get back at it for another fall. Well, coach, we thank you so much for joining us here today. Again, congratulations on what was a fantastic run in the Mac tournament. We'll look forward to talking to you soon and, and hopefully talking more about the leadership series and all things upcoming. Appreciate it, Alex. Have a great one. Well, that'll do it for another edition of the Eastern Insider Podcast. Thank you, as always, to all of our guests and, most importantly, you, the listeners. We couldn't do it without you, and we're so excited to be able to bring you all things Eastern straight from the source every week. As always, you can listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or wherever you download your podcast, including this year from our own website, emueagles.com slash podcasts. Make sure you stay with us every Monday. We'll be back next week, bigger and better than ever. Until then, go green, go white, and go Eastern, and have a great week.